Today is Tuesday, February 19th, 2019, and this is Season 2, Episode 3 of Poet Kind Podcast. Today, we will be visiting with Isabel Kenyon, who you might remember from Season 1. Isabel publishes Fly on the Wall Poetry Press. She is also an editor and poet in her own right as well. Fly on the Wall Poetry Press is a small publisher with a heart for social justice. When Isabel was here last year, we talked about Persona Non Grata, an anthology focusing on outsiders in society, refugees, the homeless, the addicted, those who suffer with mental illness, and its proceeds went to support the charities Shelter and Crisis UK. She's visiting with us today to share an amazing project she's currently working on called Planet in Peril. Fly on the Wall is partnering with organizations like the University of Oxford and the Climate Coalition, with proceeds from this anthology going to support the World Wildlife Federation and the Climate Coalition. Before I welcome Isabel, though, I want to pre-thank her in a huge way for her remarkable patience with technical glitches, sound delays during recording, and all manner of gremlins, which you'll still hear from time to time. But after some editing gymnastics, our conversation was compiled into a somewhat cohesive whole. Isabel, welcome. I am absolutely delighted to have you back on Poet Kind um, to talk about your newest project. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. Uh, one, I love what you do. I love what Fly on the Wall Poetry Press is doing by creating great works of poetry wow. and getting it out there, but using using what you're doing to benefit the world around you. You your last about uh, persona non grata was based um, on yeah. the issues of uh, being refugees, homes, that sort of thing. And uh, could, could you yeah. just touch on that just a little bit um, on, on what charity it benefited and then what, what that, how that led into yeah, yeah, cool. your next project, which we're going to talk about today is Planet in Peril. Yeah, it's basically um, Fly on the Wall Poetry Press has a big focus on fundraising because basically we believe that poetry is exciting when it's socially conscious and when it's political and it engages with the world around you. It makes a statement. So poets that have a voice, I find very exciting. And poets aren't afraid to make that statement about something which they've seen and maybe they want to change. So the previous anthology, Persona Non Grata, was about uh, taking a stance against homelessness and displacement around the world. Um, so obviously it touched on um, the refugee crisis um, and sort of the factors that lead to homelessness. So it could be that you've been displaced from your home country due to war, um, or it could be that um, poverty um, led you out onto the streets. It could be um, a family argument um, and breakdown. And so all those factors are in that book and it fundraises for shelter which is a homeless charity, um, and also Crisis Aid UK, who do humanitarian work all across the world um, with different campaigns, um, usually natural world disasters. Um, so that is what that book's about. And then the next project um, is kind of probably the most important issue facing humanity, which sounds really <laughs> dramatic, but um, it's true. <laughs> um, because 
basically it's about climate change and um yeah we've only got 12 years according to the un to slow it down um so i thought it was probably about time that we started doing oh, a big large-scale project um, and on this that. is this is larger this is an anthology and you have some some really um important backing with your charity partners you also have some phenomenal poets that are involved yeah um tell us about this yeah absolutely so basically um i've it's been in the pipe work for ages but i've been very quiet about it because i've been building it up um so I always work with charity partners. Um, so the charity partners on this project are going to be WWF. Um, so um, they are massive. Um, they do so many different projects, but they're probably most famous for their ocean conservation projects um, and for their wildlife conservation. Um, so they're most famous for, if you want yeah. to go sponsor a polar bear, you instantly think of them. Um, and then the Climate Coalition as well. Um, now they're the ones working with the government at the moment in the UK, um, but also they're linked to sister organisations. Um, I think there's 30 sister organisations they're linked to. One of them is WWF. But basically they're um, linked to bringing in policy to slow down global warming. Um, so we very much got two different politically leaning parties yeah. as well involved with the project, which is exciting. Um, and then I wanted to ensure that we had a sort of central poet who could commission a beautiful piece of artwork um, and explore that personal connection, but also a poet who felt really strongly about the theme as well. So the poet who I've chosen uh, to do a commission piece um, is Helen Mort. Um, and she um, feels very passionate about climate change um, and she's done uh, similar projects um, for the Poetry Society um, and she's also um, was the former Derbyshire Poet Laureate um, so she's a great um, endorsement for the project um, and then the other side of the project is that it's not just um, going to be a poetry anthology um, it's also welcoming photography and artwork on the theme um, so I've already had some really excitingly beautiful artwork submitted. Um, but I've got a Brazilian wildlife photographer on board. She's called Emily Gellard. And um, she lives yeah, in the middle of it. the rainforest. So <laughs> she has a complete wealth. Yeah, it's crazy. She says she lives on stilts oh. um, because of the flooding in, in the rainforest. Um, yeah. So um, she's got some gorgeous photos of wildlife, which I'm particularly keen to use um, and I think that it basically the project's going to fuse the scientific research um, and different ways of expressing climate change and your opinion of it and your reaction to it through photography and poetry and then the research part is that Oxford University um, their climate change department which is called ECI and um, Dr Michelle Kane um, which is the research associate there uh, she's kindly said she will do a forward and an annotation of each of the pieces of artwork for the book. So it should really be that fusion of how this we can use the art to talk about science. Project. Um, I just think that how you're going about it is, is so wonderful. And it's going to be not just, like you said, not just another book of poetry, but it's going to be something that's powerful and informative and a, a conduit for change. Yeah, I really hope so. Yeah, and I think for me, um, 
you know, so when I talk to different people about climate change and, you know, occasionally I bring a few poems on the theme to open mic nights. Um, and it is interesting for me to see the generational change as well. Um, so I was speaking to a poet who said that he liked my poem, um, but he wasn't going to write on the same theme because oh. um, it wouldn't affect him. He'd be dead. <laughs> it's how he raised it. Um, and for me, that's quite interesting that that's his opinion because when I talk to younger generations, um, and that is who primarily this project is aimed at. So I've got quite a few schools on board. Um, and the idea of the competition is that anyone entering under the age of 18 that wants to engage in the project, um, it's free for them. Because, um, exactly. you know, that's our future generation. And if we can get them talking about climate change and thinking that they have a voice, um, and if we can take that voice and, and publish it and make it bigger, um, and elevate it and show them that it is important. I think we have more of a hope. Well, the younger generation definitely is the hope of our future, but I think it is very mindful for individuals of any age to give thought to what comes next. I want to leave a better world for my grandchildren. Yes. Uh, I have six right now and what they're facing, um, the political climate, the, the, earth's climate i mean all these things are their future and so to focus on something that that is coming is just so important um you mentioned i think it's quite terrifying that um recently the wwf um did quite a few tv um stunts of raising awareness and um basically Mm. 60 percent of our wildlife is already gone and that is just, you know, it hasn't been publicized in so long. So when that it figure is, has come out, the focus, it's truly shocking. The focus that that is out there um, turns its light on, I think, ultimately things that aren't as significant. We're obsessed with celebrity and politic and yeah. all these things that, that um, have an immediate impact. But I think it, 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 negates yeah. what is broader so um i'm like i said i'm excited about this and one of the things you mentioned that that young people um can enter without a fee and we need to uh spotlight the fact that this is an open competition yeah. and yeah and so tell, uh, is, yeah, tell us a little national. bit about yeah um so basically um i wanted to go about the project in a way which Um, I could reward people because basically when you do a charity book, um, as most publishers will know, you don't have a budget. So then you have a dilemma if you've got these amazing artists that you want to pay, um, but there's not any money in doing the charity book. So the way that I'm going about it is that the competition will generate a prize fund in each category. So art and poetry. Um, and the prize winner from each category will win money, but everyone that is highly commended or commended um, will receive a free copy regardless of where they live in the world. Um, And I'm really um, excited about how it's going to be printed as well. Um, It's going to be the first hardback, glossy colour anthology. Um, It's going to be massive as well. So if you, I'm basing it on David Attenborough's gorgeous books. Um, So that, that style of, glossy A4 hardback that you're proud to have on your coffee shop is, is where we're going with them. 
it sounds like an absolutely beautiful book. Uh, when is your competition long? Uh, expect um, entry yeah. wise, that sort of thing. Sure. Um, so we opened on January 28th. Um, and entries, by the way, you can find all the details um, on the Fly on the Wall website. Um, it's www.3w's.flyonthewallpoetry.co.uk. <laughs> um, and then you just go on the Planet in Peril tab. So don't worry, it's at the top. Um, but basically, um, yeah, it closes on the April 28th. Um, so you've got three months all in all to submit your poetry and artwork. Um, and the, you'll be likely to hear back in May, um, which if you submit at the very start might seem like a, a long wait time, but it's because not only does it get judged, um, by me and my publishing team, but it gets run past, um, WWF and the climate coalition in addition, um, the whole project, you know, is based on their values and what they want to represent. So it does have to go through quite a large vetting team oh, so absolutely. it just ensures the quality of the work so if you get you've gone through a very comprehensive very good, process very good. well i i hope that um we can send some yeah. some entries your way and let's see fly on the wall poetry press you you talked about um, <laughs> the great. website tell me your other social media handles and we can make yeah. sure people have access to that too Yeah, definitely. And um, so we're very active on all social media. Um, so on Twitter, we are fly underscore press. Um, on Facebook, you can find us just fly on the wall poetry as one word if you type that in. Um, or if you type it in with spaces, you'll find it too. So don't worry. Um, then on Instagram, it's at fly on the wall underscore poetry. Um, so you should be able to find us all fairly easy. Um, but on Excellent. the website, it does link to all the social media well, as well. I am, like I said, I've probably said it too many times. I'm excited about this. I think it's a phenomenal project. And I am so grateful <laughs> that you were willing to come back and visit with us at uh, PoetKind and share about it. Uh, what you do is so important. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you, Isabel. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And I look forward to maybe the next time we can talk with you at Poet Kind. Absolutely. Thank you very okay. much. Make sure you visit Fly on the Wall Poetry Press at www.flyonthewallpoetry.co.uk to learn more about the Planet in Peril competition and, more importantly, to enter. Remember to follow them on Facebook at Fly on the Wall Poetry, on Twitter at Fly underscore Press, and Instagram at Fly on the Wall underscore Poetry. Welcome to this week's edition of Poet Kind Podcast. This is episode four of season two, and if I were going to name this particular episode, it would be called I Need More Wine. Today I'm going to be talking with my friend Lanny Stabile. We have tried two different times to record an interview, and I've never had more gremlins in the machine than I have had when we were chatting, not just the first time, but the second time as well. 
Our episode today is a feat of amateur podcast gymnastics, and I have pieced together no less than 12 different segments from two different interviews to create what I hope is a wonderful conversation with a really great poet. So without further comment, and to avoid any other techno trickery, let's get going. Please take a few moments to find Lanny on our social media. Say hi. Let her know how you found her. Again, her info is at Lanny Penland for Twitter. And LannyPenland.Weebly.com is her website. Make sure you follow her. Stay up to date on where she'll be performing and where you can find her work. I'm going to close out today's episode a little differently. Poet Kind has been evolving in purpose and scope over the last season. One thing that has continued to rise to the top is the idea that we're all better together. I'm going to share a quick snippet from the book Eternal Echoes, Exploring Our Yearning to Belong by John O'Donohue. The hunger to belong is at the heart of our nature. Cut off from others, we atrophy and turn in on ourselves. The sense of belonging is the natural balance of our lives. Mostly, we do not need to make an issue of belonging. When we belong, we take it for granted. There is some innocent childlike side to the human heart that is always deeply hurt when we're excluded. Belonging suggests warmth, understanding, and embrace. No one was created for isolation. When we become isolated, we're prone to being damaged. Our minds lose their flexibility and natural kindness. We become vulnerable to fear and negativity. The sense of belonging keeps you in balance amidst the inner and outer immensities. The ancient and eternal values of human life, truth, unity, goodness, justice, beauty, and love are all statements of true belonging. They are also the secret intention and dream of human longing. Belonging has been a theme in just my personal readings over the last year, and it has crept into the ethos of poet kind. So my hope is that you find a welcome here, a creative hospitality here, a place you belong. The generative process is one of growth, and when we can share that without falling into the trap of comparison, we can find a place to belong. Let's continue to compare notes, not compare ourselves. Let's learn and grow together, shall we? That's it for today. Please follow Poet Kind on Instagram and Twitter. That's Poet Kind Podcast, all one word. Join the conversation, message us, and you can connect via email at poetkindpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your ideas, your thoughts, recommendations for guests, your poetry. We want to provide more of what you want to hear. And remember, if you like what you find here at Poet Kind, please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform. When you do this, it lets them know we're bringing something good to the table. So until next time, be generative, create the life you long for now, and enjoy your day.